My husband and I have been married for almost seven years, and thank you, yep, it's very awesome. And so there's this game that we love to play, and we go down memory lane. So Curtis and I actually dated when we were 18, like right after we graduated high school, we dated for a, a few months that summer, and then we went to college, and I was like, see ya. And <laughs> didn't know that, anyways. So, um, so we dated, so we like to talk about like how funny that summer was, and I mean, I will admit I was slightly immature at 18. Um, so now, you know, we got together five or six years later, much more mature at 22 than 18. So um, we've been together over seven years. We've made a ton of memories, um, but we love to talk about how we fell in love and our first date and um, when he proposed to me in that story and he like set off the fire alarms in his house because he lit a bunch of candles. And so like funny things we like to talk about. And um, so, so we do that. We got married. It was like the best day, October 2nd, 2010, best day of my life. It was the most perfect wedding day. We danced, we had so much fun, like nothing went wrong. It was the best day ever. So we talk about how great that day was. And it was the best day until December 10th, 2012, when my sweet little Ava Kate was born. And we talk about that and how crazy like labor and delivery is. And that was crazy. And then 20 months later, we had our sweet little surprise, Adley Hope, October or August 22nd. And that um, was slightly shocking. You would think, oh, you've had a baby. It's fine. Your second one, piece of cake. It was slightly shocking. But I'll save you the trauma and not tell you the story of how quickly she came. So we, we talk about like all these crazy things that have happened. Um, we had these crazy annoying neighbors that lived above us when we got married in the condo. Or we used to get to go to Lake Powell every summer before we had kids. We got a couple free trips to Vail and that was awesome. We had some marriage retreats and so we got like free meals and these really fancy hotel rooms we could never afford early in our marriage so someone else paid for them. Or like now that we have kids, most of our memories are like, hey, remember when um, Ava used to projectile poop on you when she was a newborn? It was like the craziest thing you've ever seen. As a newborn, he would change her diaper and I laughed because it only happened to him. She never did it to me. But he would like lift her legs and I'm not kidding, the, the girl could like shoot poop. I don't know how. It, it was seriously, we have a picture of it. I didn't bring it because it's poop, but it's crazy, like, how she used to do that. Um, so he has a really good memory, and he, so he'll remind me of things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'm a little bit more forgetful than he is, so I'm glad he has a really good memory, and we can think about all these great times we've had. But just to let you in on a little secret, um, marriage is not always like cupcakes and ice cream. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't necessarily get along or see eye to eye. There's a lot of I'm sorry's and will you forgive me and oh, I must begin. There's, there's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of you have to put that other person first. So it's not always the, the easiest thing, I guess. It's the best thing, but not the easiest. So sometimes if Curtis and I have been in like a tiff, if you will, and we've worked it out, we've resolved it, but you still don't like feel very good. Like, you know, when you get in a fight with your friend and it's like, everything's resolved, you're good, but they're still like, oh, I don't feel super awesome yet. So we play this game after we've like resolved things and it's like, 
hey, let's think about the good things. Let's remember like funny things and then we start laughing together. And it kind of like reminds us, oh yeah, we really love each other a lot and like marriage is awesome and it's great. We just have to work at it sometimes. So that's what I wanna talk about tonight. What happens to our relationship with God when we forget or when we remember all the things he's done for us and who he is? Because often we forget. We forget maybe that first time um, we really knew his love for us or we forget when we were saved, like that crazy moment when you like, that connection is made in your mind of this man Jesus came and died on a cross for our sins. Like sometimes we forget or like when he answers a prayer, like something you've been praying for a lot and you, and you pray and you pray and he finally answers, you're like, cool, thanks God. And you move right on to the next ask and you kind of forget like, oh yeah, he did that really awesome thing and answered that prayer in this really cool way. We forget. So, this Psalm 77 is something that has been crazy inspiring to me. It's from this guy Asaph, and he is in a low place. Like, he is not doing well. Um, something, I don't, I don't know what's going on in his life. He feels like God is maybe rejecting him. God is far from him. He's, God's not comforting him. Asaph can't even sleep. Like, he is like in this deep lament, if you will, like this deep sorrow and pain. And then something happens. Psalm 77, 11 through 15, 8 says, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people. So Asaph starts remembering these like crazy miracles God did for the Israelites. And all of a sudden, he's not so focused on his circumstances and what's going on here. He stops complaining and getting out of that like yuck place because he starts praising God. He starts remembering God. But you know who is terrible? Like the worst at remembering God is the Israelites. Like it is crazy frustrating if you read through the Old Testament like the Israelites, you just wanna shake them. It's like, God does these crazy, crazy things for them. Like visible, tangible miracles, um, like the plagues he sent to the, to the Egyptians. Like God sent gnats and frogs and hell and locusts and darkness. Like, can you imagine darkness being over the whole earth? Like, that would be, I would be so depressed if there was no sun, right? Festering boils. Ouch, like they, they saw these things, festering boils on the Egyptians because God was trying to like show him, show them that he was God. Or like one of my favorite is when um, Moses had helped them get out of Egypt. God has, has freed them from Egypt. They're um, trying to get away because now the Egyptians are starting to chase them. So God splits the sea. And I think we talk about this a lot, but like I would have loved to have seen what this looked like. Like, a huge sea, he splits it on dry ground for thousands and thousands of people to walk on dry ground across the sea. He then closes the sea and the Egyptians can't get them. Like, that's so <laughs> crazy to me. Like, they see this and, and it's crazy. In, in Exodus, go read it. But the Israelites, it says in Psalm 78, 11 through 12, they forgot what he had done. The great wonders he had shown them, the miracles he did for their ancestors, they forgot. Then verse 17 says, 
yet they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against the most high in the desert. Like, this is just crazy. I've been stuck in the Psalm for a long time because I'm just like, why did they do that? That's so frustrating. Um, but God kept doing these miracles for these really ungrateful, self-centered, entitled people. And it gets worse. The people keep complaining. And God still, despite their attitude, he like sends down bread from heaven. Like that sounds delicious. I would like some bread from heaven. Or like some like straight up steak. Like they didn't have to go hunt for these quail. Like God just like sends it from heaven to their like doorstep. Like that would be awesome if I didn't have to go to the store and buy bread. I could just go out my door and collect bread. That sounds pretty great, right? So they're like seeing this like crazy, crazy miracles and they forget. <sighs> So finally, God is like, he's done. He's like fed up, he's mad. Um, Verse 21 even says he's furious. It goes on into verse 22 and it says, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. How, How could they not trust him to care for them? He just brought bread and meat from heaven. Like clearly he cares for them if he's feeding them, right? They, they forgot, they didn't trust him to care for them. So it says over and over, um, God is telling them, don't forget, remember me, do not forget, remember me, remember, don't forget, remember, like over and over and over, like it's, it's crazy. So the Israelites are in this cycle where they worship God, then they would forget like these crazy awesome miracles that God did, their circumstances weren't perfect, so then they would go into rebellion, they'd start sinning, making really wrong choices, worshiping other gods. God would get angry with them. He would punish them. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, he really is God. So then they'd say sorry. And then it'd be like, and then the next day they were complaining. Once again, the Israelites were complaining. Three days later, the Israelites were complaining. It's just like, ah, it's so frustrating. They're like, they're big old babies, I tell you. Pastor Hooper would say they're big old babies. So finally, God gets their attention by killing them. Okay, let's try not to go there, right? Um, Most of them didn't even make it to the promised land because they were disobedient and big babies and whiners, so they didn't even get to go see this promised land. Thank God Jesus um, came for us, so he won't, like, kill us, hopefully, like that. Um, so, So then in Psalm 78, 35 through 39, it says, Then they remembered that God was their rock that God most high was their redeemer. But all they gave them was lip service. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart were, hearts were not loyal to him. They, didn't keep, they did not keep his covenant yet. Y'all, when you see yet in the Bible, like pay attention. It is like one of my favorite words in the Bible because it's like something good is coming. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins and did not destroy them all. Some of them, but not all of them. Uh, Many times he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury, for he remembered they were merely mortal, gone like a breath of wind that never returns. He remembers that we're human. And I would love to say I'm nothing like them. I would love to say I can't relate to what the Israelites were doing, but I'm just as guilty. Sometimes I forget. I forget what God has done, the healings he's brought to me, the way he saved me, man, the way he forgives me with my yuck attitude sometimes. Yet, he is merciful and he forgives my sins. He remembers I'm human. I think the least I could do was try and remember everything he's done. 
So when I'm struggling, when I'm in these kind of situations, when my circumstances seem a little bit sucky or whatever, whatever is going on, when I, when I feel low, I should, like Asaph, begin to remember all the good things God has done I wanted to remind some of you, I don't know if all of you know the story of how this building actually came to be, um, but it's pretty crazy. I think we have some pictures of what 4640 looked like before it was 4640. So this is a cafe right up here um, before it was done. And I don't know, I mean, maybe you guys haven't seen it in a while because it hasn't been open, but like it looks so much better now, right? And this, like our cafe is legit. Like we have TVs, we have these crazy cool booths that like, I think our upholstery was like free or somebody did the work for free. Um, the lighting, Jeff like welded our countertops or whatever you do to countertops. Like, f- <laughs> I, I like, it's crazy to me. We got some like crazy cool things or like our foam pit. I don't know, for some reason, foam is really expensive. I don't really understand, but it's like crazy expensive. That foam pit should have cost like 30 grand and I think it cost us like a thousand bucks. Like the favor of the Lord on this building was just crazy. Do we have the picture of the, oh yeah, there's some of the foam over there when they were building the foam pit. Like it's just crazy, some of those things. Um, I think one of the coolest things Pastor Jale and I were just talking is the ideas that God gives us like to even get into this building and raise money and and do those kind of things, God gave us an idea that ended up funding the rest of our building. So cool. Like the idea sometimes he gives us is even more efficient than like the free foam that we got. One of my favorite things um, that I was thinking about with 4640 is our orange team. When we used to be in Vertigo, like I can count on one hand maybe the volunteers we had, like there just weren't very many people. And as a staff, we came together and we started to pray and we're like, Lord, we're like hoping for tons of kids to come. We want all of Grand Junction to know you. We want this place to be a place where we worship you. Um, So we're gonna need help. Like I think there's five of us staff, six of us staff. We need help. Like we can't serve all of these kids. And God sent a crazy amount of orange team and they're sticking with us. <laughs> like, they're still here, which is super awesome. Like, to me, the people that God sent just to, like, help us run this building is a huge miracle. Sometimes we forget, right? We forget about all those things. So when I'm in that low place, when circumstances are hard, these are the kind of things that help pull me out. When I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I try and remember So there's three things I found that will really help when we remember, when we remember God and his love for us. The first thing is it refocuses our mind. When we remember, it's like, oh yeah, like ASAP. Oh yeah, when I recall all of the wonderful things you've done for me. Oh yeah, God, you're so holy, right? It refocuses our mind. And a struggle of mine is negative thinking. And it's not my favorite thing about myself, but I'm a melancholy and melancholy sometimes tend to be a little bit negative. And so I really have to work hard at right thinking and positive thinking. So, so I know very well about this forgetful thing. So when I'm struggling, when I do this, something that I do that's super helpful, you should definitely do this if you're ever in this place, is make a list. I, again, I'm melancholy, so I love lists. So I make a list and I write down all the things I've forgotten about. I, I remember all that God has done for me. So my list looks something like this. I remember his sacrifice on the cross. I remember his never ending forgiveness. 
I remember his thoughts are towards me and about me. I remember his extravagant love for me. I remember my incredible husband that I never thought I could trust God to give me. I remember my sweet, hilarious, little, tiny humans that God gave me to raise. Y'all, Ava is so funny. Adley's really hilarious, too, because she's talking now. But um, Ava, the other day, I was in the living room, and I had my worship music on. And um, Adley and Ava were eating in the kitchen, and I was, like, you know, having a moment with the Lord. And I'm in my living room, and Adley's like, Mom, what are you doing? And Ava's like, she's praising I was like, yes, yes I am. But I was on my phone, I was sending a text and they could hear it over our Bluetooth speaker. So I was like, she's praising and texting. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm praising and texting. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> funny the things they pick up. Anyways, I remember I get to live in Colorado. Like this is the most beautiful state I can possibly think of. I remember I get to work at Fellowship. Like this is my job. I, I like get paid to do this. That's like so awesome. So it's really hard to stay in those like low pity party negative mindsets when I start remembering, oh yeah, God's, God's really good. He's really, really blessed me. The second thing that remembering all God has done is it refreshes our relationship with him. Now, if we can just be honest, sometimes we get in a rut. We get stuck. Maybe we feel a little bit complacent um, and we just need him to like refresh us. So when we remember all of the awesome things God has done, um, it kind of like, oh yeah, it refreshes us, right? Because God doesn't run out of himself. Like there's never like a limit to what he can do or who he is. Like he always has enough to like refresh us and give us more because that's really what we need. We need more of him, right? So something I found incredibly helpful over the past 15 years or so is journaling. Now, I know some of you might roll your eyes. Don't, just listen to me for a second. And, and also, journaling isn't just for girls, right? Guys journal. It's not just like a girly thing. Will loves to journal, and God like writes crazy, awesome words to him that he gets to share with us. Like God works through journaling. And, and this is why I love it, because you can go back and you can see the prayers that God has answered. You can be like, oh yeah, I forgot I struggled with that, and then God answered that prayer. Like I forgot this was an issue, and now that's, I don't, I didn't even remember it. Like it, it's so cool to watch that journey of writing your prayers, writing your struggles. And then like a year later going back and being like, oh, it's so awesome. I'm not struggling with that anymore. God has healed me or delivered me from that. So I, I decided to go back and look through some of my journals to remember some of the things God has done for me. And one of them was um, out of college, I decided I wanted to go on a mission trip for about seven months to Europe. And God straight up gave me $14,000. Like I did nothing for it. Like I asked, I asked people for money and they gave it to me. Like <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Like the Lord just provided like $1,000 here, 500 bucks here, 20 bucks here for me to go to Europe and like ended up being called to ministry there. Like he crazy provided an insane amount of money. I don't know if I've seen that much money since then, but that's okay. Like he provided when I needed it, right? Or how he delivered me from a spirit of fear. That was like so crippling, I couldn't even answer the front door. It was that bad. Or how Curtis and I prayed for a baby for almost a year. And then that moment I found out he answered our prayers. 
Or how when Ava was 26 days old, she got RSV, which is a cold in babies, but for newborns, it's really life-threatening. And how quickly God healed her. We only had to stay in the hospital for one night. It could have killed her. Like, that's how serious RSV is in babies. And he healed her. He healed my heart from a broken and shattered marriage when my parents got divorced. I'm on the other side of it, and I'm okay. See, it's so easy to get in these little places and hear and believe lies from the enemies, from the enemy and from others. But when we remember the first time he spoke to us, when we remember how he saved us, how we experienced his love maybe for the first time at an AMPT a few years ago or maybe at 4640 conference, I don't know if who was there, but we experienced the love of God at 4640 conference last October. Like everyone in the room experienced the love of God. It was awesome. Or maybe it was at O2 a few weeks ago. We, we can look back and we can watch what God has done in our life. Maybe he like saved you from a really bad, what could have been a car accident, but it was just a fender bender instead. Or maybe he helped you pass a really hard test or finals were really hard, but you ended up passing and you did well. Or maybe he blessed you with a really good teacher and you didn't get the bad teacher for that subject. Maybe he provided a car for you so you could drive. Or maybe a job to help you buy a car, right? In this world full of noise and confusion and lies, we need to hear truth. We need to remember that God is good and he is faithful and he doesn't leave us So the last thing I want to talk about tonight is what happens when we remember is it rekindles our love for God. Okay, the third thing, it rekindles our love for God. Just like I talked about with Curtis and I, it like resets us and it reminds us of that love and that relationship and that friendship that we have. The Israelites were so frustrating, right? They kept forgetting God. But something that's crazy that I kind of recognized as I was studying a little bit, you know what miracle the Israelites didn't get to see? Jesus' death on a cross. They didn't get to see that. They didn't see Jesus coming from his throne, down from heaven as a man to save us from our sins. They didn't get to see Jesus die, go to hell, be resurrected to save us so that we could spend eternity with him. Our father sent his one and only son to pay our punishment so we could be with him forever. What kind of God would do that? For me? For you? I think the kind of God that's worth remembering, the one that's worth our time Remembering who he is. So tonight we're going to do communion and there's tables on either side. So if you guys want to come down, grab your elements and just find some space. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.